0: So welcome everybody to what we are calling the Nine Lives podcast, Nine Lives, the spirit of the Enneagram. And I'm here with Rebecca Rosen and Bara Levy. Maybe we'll take a second and introduce ourselves formally.
1: Yes, I'm very excited to be doing this podcast together, bringing both of our worlds um, to you. So I work as a spiritual medium, which essentially means I'm able to connect with those on the other side, be it family, friends, guides, angels who have passed on, and bring meaningful, validating messages to all of you.
0: And I should say, so that we're on the record, I'm also Rebecca's brother. She is my (laughs) sister. Um, And we have been working together in many ways for many years. But like she said, we're formally uniting our work. Hers, of course, as she described and mine, is... Uh, It's a little bit all over the place, but there are really a couple buckets that I focus on, and I would say it breaks down to three. One is Kabbalah, Jewish mysticism, although I'm a spiritual mutt. I draw best spiritual practice wherever it comes from, but I am an ordained rabbi. Um, And then my two primary focuses right now are the work of Viktor Frankl, Logotherapy. Logos means meaning, so I'm a meaning-centered psychotherapist coaching guide. And then last but not least, really, I think what we're going to be hovering around in this podcast for sure, which is the Enneagram. If you don't know the Enneagram, what it is not is a personality typing system. That is how it's presented in the world we live in. You hear about Myers-Briggs and DISC and all these other personality typing systems. The Enneagram, especially because so many of you who are coming vis-a-vis Rebecca's audience are interested in spirituality, is a spiritual system. It has ancient roots. We'll do a separate podcast on that. But really, those roots are in Kabbalah, Jewish mysticism and Catholic mysticism and Sufism and sacred geometry going back thousands of years. And one of the things I love, and I know you appreciate this, is that truth capital T truth knows no bounds nobody owns that it's not particular to any system and when you start seeing these truths in all systems mm-hmm. that's when you know you're on to something that's right and so that's what I've been very much working on and now Rebecca and I are uniting these things in a program called nine lives the spirit of the Enneagram
1: yes and um you know One of our inspirations is, you know, I think we all can, you know, acknowledge the fact that it feels like our planet, the world, is falling apart. And we thought, you know, to kick this off, we thought we would talk about something that's universal in nature. We're all feeling it, witnessing it. And, you know, a question I get a lot from clients lately is like, what is happening on the planet? and so i thought you know maybe we could start with this talking a little bit about spirits perspective the messages that i bring through every day in readings um, along with how it goes hand in hand with this amazing tool of the enneagram that we can use to help us navigate our way through this these crazy times
0: so true enneagram is really great um i'll be popping in and out of a picture of it i usually have a background picture. We don't have it here today, but this is the Enneagram in case you've never seen it. The Defiant Spirit is my brand, but um, the numbers in, in different systems are always going to be the same energies, even if they have different names. And one of the things you can see just by looking at that, by the way, if you're listening to that, us, you can get that download. Just go over to defiantspirit.org and you can download your own picture of the Enneagram. Um, as you saw, it's structured. And back to what you were saying is I, I work with people and I see that one of the things that helps them breathe easier is when they have a structure, when they have a map. When they feel like they're not just walking blindly through the chaos you're talking about, and that's one of the things I love about the Enneagram. I know you do too. Is it's so tactile, it's tangible. You can literally hold it in your hand and yeah. kind of hold it up at your coming. We're recording this before Christmas. Hold it up at your Christmas party, your Hanukkah party, whatever, and say, "Oh, there's Uncle." I won't say Uncle. <laughs> <laughs> <won't say> <laughs> <laughs> there's Uncle. So he's a nine, or he's mm-hmm. a two, or he's a one, and that's where that's coming from. Yeah. And I now have a roadmap.
1: Right. And you're able, in that sense, to depersonalize it. And so it just becomes like you're more forgiving of yourself and of others. Yeah.
0: And and it explains why. That's one of the things I love about the Enneagram. Myers-Briggs, DISC, personal, uh, Strength Finders, Personality Tests deal with what you do and how you do it. And that's helpful. But I think of the Enneagram as the why Uh, map because it talks about motivations, core motivations. And this is, I guess, a segue into your most recent book, What's Your Heaven, which revolves around soul contracts, Mm -hmm. right? And that's the why. Why am I here? Right. Nine different soul contracts, nine different whys.
1: You know the soul contracts it's all about what lessons am i here to learn what karma am i here to heal and balance and what i have found in using the enneagram is that you know typically your lessons and on my website i have this you know take this quiz and find out what your top five lessons are it goes hand in hand with each number of the enneagram Hmm. So it lined up when I took the quiz and then I also did the Enneagram typing test. It was identical. It's amazing.
0: Because that's their energy, right? And so they're just different forms, but the energy is always the same. Right. So whether you're getting it in this religion or this spiritual practice or this typing system, you know you're on to something when you start seeing these energies, these energetic patterns patterns showing up in your life. What I'll say about the Enneagram, and as you engage our program, which it's about to drop soon, so, you know, stay tuned. But one of the things we've done in Nine Lives is help people remember that you don't have a energy, you have energies. Mm -hmm. I think of it in, you know, and you helped me really come to this. If it is a curriculum, and this is my particular course that I came to this earthly plane to learn, It's more like college. In college, you take lots of courses. One is going to be your major. And I would say you have one type that is your major. But you have lots of minors and you have lots of um, electives. All nine of these are going to be within you. One of them is going to be your go-to. I call it your core type. But all nine of them are within you offering you something.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, again, it's like what Spirit says. and, And I talk about it in What's Your Heaven. You have your one or two top patterns or programming or lessons that keep coming up over and over and over again in your life but there's a handful of others that you visit from time to time and so it's just part of our homework we are all here in this earth school to learn these lessons right not why is this happening to me but what is this here to teach me and how is this here to help me And so it's taking, you know, one from a powerless state, victimhood into an empowered state with this roadmap, you know, with my first book spirited, I always said, God, I wish I would have had that book as a roadmap to help me out of my dark night of my soul. There was no book at the time, at least not one that I found. So I wrote the book. Okay. Then Enneagram, we didn't write it. It's been around, like you said for thousands of years, but we have now reinvented it mm-hmm. in our language in a language that aligns it aligns up with the work i do you know and you yeah in a very down to earth relatable way
0: do you know um, the author Edith Eger, E-G-E-R? Maybe some of you um, watching know who she is. She's a Holocaust survivor. She was a student of my teacher, Dr. Victor Frankel, and a logotherapist on her own right. But she has a, a couple amazing books. One's called The Gift, one's called The Choice. Anyways, I think she's in her late 90s at this point. She's still I, going strong. I do know the book, She's yeah. really remarkable. Anyways, she has a line that you just said that is takes us into the heart of um, Nine Lives, and that is... The difference between a victim and a survivor, and again she said this coming out of the Holocaust, if it's true there, it's true in whatever we're facing, is a victim says why me and a survivor says now what. Mm. And that's the shift out of what she calls the victimhood, taking up residence in the hood, being a victim and living there. A victim we all we're all victims you know, at times, and we're all certainly victimized, but we don't want to, have to take up residence there. We can get out. The Enneagram is the way out yes. of the hood. And to show us now what. Yes. And that's where we're going.
1: Yes. It's a roadmap. It's a roadmap. It's how do I take my power back? How do I learn from this? How do I just transcend the pattern so I can move on to a new set of lessons?
0: And so we'll get into, let's get into all nine. But, you know, again, back to how you framed it. Now more than ever before, I don't think it's fair to say the world's crazier now than it's ever been, but it does feel a little more pronounced. It feels a little more uncharted territory.
1: Well, and I would love to address the why, because I've, again, this is what keeps coming up for clients. Why is this happening now? We are moving from an old earth to a new earth the planet is ascending. If you follow me, you've heard me talk about the ascension process. Basically, more light is coming onto the planet, and with more light, it's raising the vibration, but it's also with more light comes more shadow. So, whether it's your own personal shadow or it's the collective shadow, like the light reveals all of the darkness. You can't hide from us. And so with that, it's there's a timeline shift happening. So, we're moving from a 3D timeline to a 5D timeline. What does that mean? Well, 3D is based in the old energies of fear. Fear-based, lack, limitation, separation, all of you know those emotions. Whereas 5D timeline is unity consciousness. That's what heaven is, right? In the book I just wrote, What's Your Heaven? is all about bringing the 5D into the 3D so you can live a heaven on earth by attuning to the vibration of 5D. Well, so there's so many people who are um, unconscious or not awake. Mm -hmm. And what's going on with all the light coming onto the planet, it's really rattling them. So they tend to dissociate and check out and numb out. And that's where people start sleepwalking through life. And that's where we fall into our shadow, which is the Enneagram Mm -hmm. typing. That's right. right.
0: Um, That's a good good segue into the Enneagram. Maybe we'll focus on... Shadow and light of each type as a starting point yeah. since that feels like it's in alignment with what we're doing. As you know, as you don't know, but sharing with you the sort of what goes on in making the sausage, um, we, you know, we set out to do a soul contract talk and I think we'll come back to that. But I'm really feeling the spirit moving us into out in the world right now, a lot of shadow, but as Rebecca said, and it says it in the, um, one of the Jewish mystical texts, the taller the person, the longer the shadow. Mm-hmm. It's a necessary relationship, a yin-yang. And so we're out there looking at shadows, but what we're not looking at is light. Right. And so we have to maybe step out of the shadow, right, but the shadows end. And so it's not about getting rid of the shadows, because if you get rid of the shadows, you get rid of the, the light. Right. So it's about understanding where the shadows are, what the shadows are, where the light is, what the light is. And
1: leaning into the shadow. And, and right? going
0: through the shadow to get exactly. to the light. exactly. As opposed to, there's no shadows. Well, some types do that. We'll get there. <laughs> I know what type of thing. <laughs> so, so yeah, let's, just, let's walk through all nine types. I'm going to do another podcast on why nine, because it's not random. But I'll point out some of the things as we go along here, and it'll start to... Come together, and then over the coming podcasts, you'll have everything you need to know. So, at least you still have the good looking uh, sibling in front of you. I'm behind the Enneagram. Um, so, these are the nine types. Now, Sometimes we start talking about with eight, sometimes we'll start with nine. We're gonna go with the obvious here, and how about we'll just start with one, and we'll march around the Enneagram. And there's a reason why we usually go clockwise, has to do with the sun, has to do with spiritual rhythms. But for now, we'll just start with Enneagram one, shadows and light.
1: All right. All right, I'm
0: gonna come up from hiding. Okay, Enneagram one.
1: So Enneagram one. You know, maybe you start with what the Enneagram says the shadow and light is, and then I can talk to what Spirit has shared with me.
0: And we have lots of ones in our lives. Um, Although my dad, our dad never took the test. I've always really thought he was a one or a six. I don't know, but both are very similar energies. Um, My son is a one. Our brother is a one. So we we know ones pretty well. Ones are, they're called the... um, perfectionist a lot of times but i've never met a perfectionist who really loves being called a perfectionist it feels a little pejorative so in my system i call it the reformer because that's more aspirational mm-hmm. and that's all let's start with the light and go to the darkness the light of a reformer is just that they see a broken world in the um, jewish tradition it's called tikkun olam it's, a, it's an ancient mystical idea of the world is fundamentally broken and our work here is to repair it or to make it whole. And so they walk into a bar, they walk into a boardroom, a bedroom, wherever, and they just go to what's broken, what's imperfect. And that comes from a really good place because they feel called, they feel like they've incarnated. They may not know this, but they mm-hmm. they it seems like they're incarnated to spot the imperfections and to address them to put attention on them but that comes with a heavy price because if you go through life looking at the imperfections you're you know in life it's a principle where we go where we're looking Mm -hmm. right where you're driving if you don't want to crash then look at where you want to go because you're naturally look at the car crash. Well, the Enneagram Ones tend to, if they're not conscious, steer towards the crash because they're looking for the crash. Right. Does that make sense?
1: A hundred percent. I mean, that's what Spirit talks about. What you focus on expands and it's all about focusing forward, right? Because you want to move in the direction with your intention. Energy follows intention. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, just to talk about the perfectionist thing, something that comes up all the time is that we are perfectly imperfect beings. We are these spiritual beings having a human experience. Life is messy. Mm-hmm. We are meant to learn through trial and error. So it's all about forgiveness, forgiveness of self, forgiveness of others. Um, you know, that goes back to the Course in Miracles. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I've noticed with ones, when they get unhealthy, they start to get judgmental, critical. Condescending mostly towards themselves. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of one um, in mine, came up pretty high. So I am speaking because I know this. But it's, you know, it's hard. Sometimes we're hardest on ourselves. But the intention is pure. And it's that tikin, alam, to heal the world. You know, my second book, Awaken the Spirit Within, I talk about this because I talk about the Kabbalah and the, the emanations, you know, of the Tree of which, Life,
0: which is what this is.
1: Exactly. And so it's all about pure intention, but also um, you know trying to stay in a healthy mindset without going into judgment, mm-hmm. right, wrong, good, bad.
0: And I'll end with this because you know the shadow piece is really uh, it's an invitation for all of us. and for the ones, the invitation is, well I think of I'm an ancient Kabbalistic teaching that says there is nothing more whole than a broken heart. Mm. And so it's about going into life's brokenness out in the world, but also in ourselves and to seeing it not as a blemish as you're talking about, but that it's perfectly imperfect, that it's actually the opening into the it's an invitation into the opportunity to heal not by going out and fixing everything right. and running around but by healing that brokenness within and again there's nothing more whole than a broken heart well one's no brokenness which also means they know like more than any other type wholeness that's enneagram 1
1: mm, amazing
0: so we'll uh, head over to what do we call enneagram 1 in our system um the, so the integrity seeker, yes. right? Um, and why we're sort of drawing a blank is uh, these are, we've been we've pioneering
1: them. <laughs> and we've been
0: pioneering, like yeah. we're trying to take this beautiful system and really make it explicitly spiritual as opposed to um, right now when I'm in businesses, I have to sort of hide the spirituality, but we're just out of the spiritual closet with the Enneagram. And so the integrity seeker is number one. Number two is helper traditionally sometimes called the lover the nurturer the and we call it the intimacy seeker all right intimacy seeker number two I have to be careful because our mother's a two and she <laughs> always ends up sending me emails after I step on her two toes so mom I know you'd send me the email <laughs> okay Enneagram two you you know this one pretty well
1: oh yeah I know twos I have a lot of twos in my life Um, twos are amazing when healthy you know they're the caregivers they they have that archetype of natural born caregiver they just want to step in with such good intentions to nurture and take care of and take people under their wings but the shadow side and i have so many two clients is that it's at their own expense and so they basically um they become fragmented they become depleted and drained emotionally physically mentally sometimes you know spiritually bankrupt um and it's all about self-care it's figuring out and also really important is when you give it's great to be a giver but you want to give purely without strings attached without manipulation and what i've noticed sometimes when a one is um unhealthy they become resentful and then there becomes you feel it feels like kind of um i don't know it just feels calculated and manipulated and it doesn't feel pure and good and so i think twos really have to keep that in check and if that's where they're coming from it's like okay where am i out of balance in my life how do i find balance and what it always comes back to spirit always says is self-care put you first it's not selfish it's the most loving and selfless thing you can do and then everyone else second so that you have enough to give
0: It comes from a good place Um, in the Enneagram. There's always threes and we'll deal with other threes, trinities of all kinds. One is the energetic movement, and we're talking about energy. There's an outward movement, there's an inward movement, and then there's a conflicted movement twos are outward energy. That's what you're describing. They're always going outward, out to the world, out to other, out to other people's emotions, they're part of the emotional triad, two, three and four but they don't deal with their emotions unconscious they deal with your emotions right. they're in your business and so the that comes from a good place i want to give however what rebecca is saying is so true that's not a sustainable or responsible energetic movement if it doesn't if it's not counterbalanced with inward so how do you do that? You go inward for self-exploration. I find twos really deepen almost more than any other type when they start going introspective. Right. Stop worrying about your spouse or your kids or the whatever and start not worrying but focusing, orienting that energy inwards. Mm-hmm. And that's a big shift just thinking about it spiritually or energetically. If this speaks to you, what that's that's what you're saying is self-care. Yeah. Is focusing on your true self.
1: Yeah, it's begin within, right? Begin
0: within. And so, you know, last I guess, um, the shadows and the light, the enneagram two just has to stand guard against going out and looking for the light and avoiding the shadows. Because twos, and we'll get to them late, later, sevens and nines, are called the positive triad. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones most likely to want to avoid the darkness.
1: Spiritually bypass.
0: Spiritual bypass. Avoidance. A void dance. A dance around the void. Mm-hmm. It's just this, it's there, but you know what? We can get, and it comes from a good place. I want, I, we can get past it, or we can make the conflict go away. or it's we
1: The toxic positivity. And so yeah.
0: start with the shadow, move to the light. Enneagram
1: two.
0: Love it. Enneagram three. Enneagram three, the achiever.
1: Manifestation seeker.
0: The manifestation seeker in our system. Why a why manifestation seeker?
1: Um, well, so, you know, threes are really the doers, the movers, the shakers. Mm-hmm. Like, these are the people we rely on to get things done. Um, and so when they're healthy, you know, they're we rely on them, you know, and... Both personally and you know collectively, but when they're not healthy, it's almost like they're disconnected from their higher self, and they drop into their ego, and they're trying to feel important, or you know they go into competition, comparison, um, those lower frequencies, and you know that's not where we want to be vibing. That there's um, ulterior selfish motives behind that, um, and so you know this is where at the end of the day what spirit has said is there's the i'm not enough they're trying to prove something mm-hmm. because they have some childhood wound or shadow that they incarnated with to heal that no really you are enough just as you are it's not what you do it's not what you have okay it's not who you know mm-hmm. it's that you are born with that divine spark within you and that in and of itself is enough
0: and it comes from a good place of wanting to create they're creators um the problem is is like you're describing when it comes from that lower place it's just doing right and it's experienced to people around them or to the in the world as transactional right right? as that give to get piece like the two but much more of by doing and so when they get to this higher place out of the shadows and into the light it's true manifestation right for instance threes are um they bring their ideas into a reality i worked uh, for a long time with your your husband who's an entrepreneur and, and we talked a lot about lots of people have great ideas right people say oh it's that's that's a great idea ideas are cheap mm-hmm. they it's the sweat of getting into it and bringing it to life right threes are diligent they're goal oriented, and when it comes for from a good place or for a worthy cause, they're manifesting. They're not just doing
1: exactly. And that's where the magic is. They're here um, executing on their purpose in a way in a way that's to serve. You know, to pay it forward in service to others.
0: And when you do our system, you'll see threes are all the, the megastars. I mean, like a mm-hmm. Michael Jordan, a Simone Biles, and a Michael Phelps, and a LeBron James. I mean, the, the list goes on of these, like these mega stars, because they know how to manifest.
1: Exactly. And they're the perfect example of when we channel our divine creative genius, because we all have divine creative genius, but these threes, they truly embody what that means.
0: And that's the megastar. Um, I'll do another podcast on why most white-collar criminals are threes. So we all have shadows, and we all have light, and it can go either way, and that's up for us to decide. Enneagram for the individualists, the romantic in our system. The
1: authenticity seeker.
0: This is, by the way, that rounds out the heart types, two, three, and four. Twos go out with their heart, threes go away from their heart, and fours go into their heart.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Authenticity. I
1: love
0: it. So, if you look at the Enneagram real quickly, you'll see there's a bottom of the Enneagram, four and five. How do we know that's the bottom? Other than it's obviously the bottom, four plus five equals nine. And above that, at the top, is nine. So these energies are really holding each other in check. And four plus five is the bottom, it's the darkness, it's the depths of the Enneagram. Not a bad place. You know, the point isn't to get rid of the shadows, like you said, it's to go into the shadows, and nobody goes into the shadows more than the four.
1: Yeah, and that's why the fours seem to be like the great artists and mm-hmm. the performers, actors, you know, because they're authentic. They can they can really truly embody what they're feeling and then express it mm-hmm. from their heart, which is truth. Um, and so, you know, fours. Sometimes what I've noticed and with working with clients who are fours is that they they get into their ego where they want to feel special or relevant. And so that's called ego, it stands for edging God out. So they disconnect from that oneness, which is the divine light of source, which we are all a part of. So that's why I've experienced a lot of fours get really deep and dark and depressed, Mm -hmm. whether it's just temporarily or it's a chemical imbalance and they have real severe depression, a lot of suicides, Mm -hmm. um, because they, they disconnect. And so the healthy four is remembering, plugging into God as my source, and that I am a spark of the, the divine. I am special, but we're all special. And then figuring out a way to authentically share their light, their gifts, whatever those gifts are, from their heart without getting in their head and overthinking, overdoing, overanalyzing.
0: I think of the shadow, the shadowiest shadow of the four as. Uh, what we used to call junior high school. They call middle school today. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know why that is. Right. But the bottom line is all middle schoolers are fours. Mm-hmm. And that's the, on the low side. Because every time my kid comes home from school, and he goes to an art school, so it's like four on steroids, and there's all this drama... Because everybody wants to be special, and it's coming from an insecurity that I'm not special. Right. And they're all like cutting holes in their jeans, so they feel special. And then irony is, they want they become so special, they're not special because everybody now looks like them. And there's this, this loop, and it's never enough.
1: It's competition. Down yeah, exactly. more
0: and more, and it can suck you down. You must stay, especially if fours and five. They must stand guard against that pull downwards Mm -hmm. and they must really try and like push off from the bottom of the pool back to the top and how do they do that by like you said by embracing their specialness that's the irony you don't the harder you work to be special usually the less special you become
1: well exactly and what spirit always says is just do you be you and everything will come to you because that's authentic
0: that's it's organic. Work. That's the yeah. work of the four. And I'd say one of the other ways to the light for fours is to go beyond themselves because their movement is inward, like twos outward. Two has to go inward to develop, fours have to go outward to develop. So participating in a group or contributing to a cause or volunteering or whatever it is, Victor Frankl calls it self-transcendence. That's one of the ways they get back to themselves ironically is by going away from themselves. Mm-hmm. That's four. Mm-hmm. Enneagram five, nobody understands. Enneagram five, we can't understand because you're the investigator. You're the move from the heart to the head. You're the smartest. You're the deepest. I mean, unless you're a five, um, you really can't understand this energy because it is so, well, omniscience is the word that's often used, the investigator. What do we call it? Yeah,
1: this is the um, enlightenment seeker. Enlightenment seeker. You know, and again, just saying that, the intention is good. You know, when healthy, fives hold the power to raise the consciousness of the planet by bringing forth, you know, knowledge is power. And they are great at producing the facts. But what I've seen with unhealthy fives is that it's all head. They're stuck in their head. And, you know, intuition and divine guidance is not in our head. It's in our hearts okay it's our feelings are our truth they are our real guidance not the facts but the the one two punch here is combining intellect with intuition Mm -hmm. head and heart so you want to find head heart coherence because that's a very healthy way to approach life and to make choices and how to show up
0: remember all these energies are in you so one's going to be your core type but these are all manifesting in different ways at different times calling us to address them and so one of the reasons why i call my system defy your number is because like you're talking about if i'm a heart type if i'm a four that's my core type i really need to defy that so not start there that's a given my, my wife ariella she has no problem going to her heart she knows that she probably needs to go to her action center or her thinking center and that is a first move that she must make well head types can never go wrong by getting back into their heart, Mm. right? They never go wrong by saying, I know the answer and asking the question. I think Wayne Dyer used to ask it. Do you want to be right or do you want to be in love? Because sometimes you can't have both.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Enneagram five. You (laughs) you know, you know, you. So Enneagram six, the loyalist, The the faith seeker, the faith seeker in our system. I would Venture to say that it's the largest representation in our society, so there's a good chance that you are a six, or you you know, lots of sixes. Sixes make the world the world go round. They're they're aspiring towards, excuse me, community, towards belonging, towards creating a safe space. They're all about safety and security, both practically, like walking into a room and making sure they know that where the exits are, but also. Um, you know, at a societal level, making sure the trains run on time.
1: Yeah, I, I have a lot of sixes too in my life, and and they're the ones you can really count on. At the end of the day, they're completely loyal. Um, they're looking out for all the things that maybe like me. I'm not a details person. I'm not looking for to keep me safe and in a good place. Um, you know, the biggest thing I've seen with the shadow side here, it's it's faith over fear. Okay, so. What Spirit has told me is that there's really only two vibrations in or emotions in the universe, and that is love and fear, okay? So you can say love and light and then fear and shadow. And so every day when we show up, we're making choices either from the frequency of love and light or fear and shadow. Well, obviously, to heal and balance our karma and to live our best lives with grace, ease, and joy, we want to make choices attuned with light and love. And so that requires us to get out of fear, to, to get into that place of faith, trust, and love. And so I think, you know, these sixes need to consciously kind of reprogram themselves to, you know, look toward the light and to move into faith and trust because it may not come naturally.
0: And I would say of all the Enneagram types, if there's one that maybe isn't our core type, but we really need to cultivate, given how we started this podcast, by living in a chaotic world, it's six. Now more than ever, this is the energy that needs to be um, addressed in all of our lives. Because there's no such thing, honestly, as repairing the world. There's repairing our world. And if we all repair our world, so to speak, we will have repaired the world. So all of us today, more than ever before, in a time when anxiety and all kinds of fears are through the roof, we've got to address this one because fear is the most dominant energy of all. It's the it's the jalapeno pepper of cooking, right? You put in, that in there, and you can't taste anything else. And that's what fear does. No it matter does. how good it's, it's going, a little bit of fear taints a lot of taints a lot of love.
1: Well, and when we're in fear, we're completely disconnected from our higher selves wisdom and from divine guidance and our team and spirit. Mm-hmm. It operates on two different frequencies completely. And so if you want to live a life, you know, that's that's in a sense heaven on earth with ease and joy and learning. The, you know, we're in earth school. There's work, but it can be done with grace. You've got to get out of fear. And so sometimes it's as simple as just asking spirit and your higher self, like help me get out of my fearful thinking. Help me.
0: Thank you for listening to the Defiant Spirit podcast with me, your host, Dr. Baruch Halevi. If you like what you heard, please consider leaving a five-star review and share this podcast with others. To learn more about the Defiant Spirit, get more inspirational content, or see how we might work together to live your Defiant Spirit, visit defiantspirit.org. Until then... Take back your power and live your defiance.